So we get to be right, no matter, you know, we get to be right with our thoughts. And so we always will find the evidence to match our thoughts. And, and I, I try to tell clients and show clients in, in a really, um, and it's tough sometimes is that, you know, our life around us is literally a mirror of what's going on on the inside. You're listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author, Sarah Box. We focus on the mantra, no labels, no limits, no excuses. And now without further ado, please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart, Sarah Box. Hey there, No Labels, No Limits podcast listeners. So glad to be back for another week of the No Labels, No Limits podcast. I am your host, Sarah Box. And today we are going to be joined by Christina Woods. Let me give you a little bit of background on her. She's a licensed rapid transformational therapy therapist. So RTT therapist for folks who know the shorthand on that. She's a clinical hypnotherapist and also a coach and energy healer. So that triad of skill sets is super interesting to me. And she has this unique blend of corporate leadership and personal experience where she conquered trauma and self-doubt. And that story, her own story, was all about self-discovery, finding self-love, unleashing her inner compassion. And she's here today to reveal that when we trust our inner wisdom and voice, we can become an unstoppable force. And here's an interesting twist. This is so fun. In her early days, she added a touch of magic to her journey by dancing as a performer at Disneyland. So I want you to picture this before we bring her on this nice, interesting mix of a person. Um, but today she's going to share a powerful message with us that we already possess incredible power and the key is within us. So if you ever feel lost or uncertain about accessing your inner strength, Christina has crystal clear advice. Seek help just as she did. So get ready for an inspiring conversation because um, she's going to remind us of our untapped potential and how self-love and self-compassion can work wonders in our lives. And in our discussion, we're going to dive into the inner, our inner potential, overcoming our limiting beliefs and creating a healthier version of ourselves. So, you know, those are some of my favorite topics here on the No Labels, No Limits podcast because we are all about no labels and no limits. So without further ado... Let's officially welcome Christina Woods to the podcast. Hi, Christina. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, I'm looking forward to our conversation. Um, but before we dive in, I've got some questions for you already. But before we dive into that, can you share a bit about your journey and how you came to be sitting in the seat you are today and focusing on the work you do in the world? Absolutely. So yeah, you, like you mentioned, this is my actual second career. And what's exciting about that is it's just, it's still fresh. It's still something I get really excited about doing. But way back, even before my first career, I was the oldest of four kids. And that's kind of important because I grew up with a single mom, Italian single mom. And so it was sort of a badge to put self-care and anything that had to do with taking care of yourself. It was a badge of honor to put that way in the back. It was like, you're the oldest, you take care of everyone when I'm not around. That's just what you do. And so I grew up very fast with a lot of responsibility and I learned very quickly 
if I was good, quote unquote, good, whatever that, you know, whatever that meant in that moment, got good grades, was quiet, you know, helped mom and calmed mom down for a lot of, I had a teen mom. So she had a lot going on as she was adjusting to life. But I learned very quickly, get good grades. And then as I went into the corporate world, you know, be all, do all, and then became a super mom, you know, go to the soccer games, make a great snack, travel, do all these things that, wow, I could survive until, you know, it all came crumbling down. But I, I learned to be an overachiever, which I think many people become through survival. And even it goes into my dancing at Disneyland story because it was like, have a smile on your face, but inside, you know, I didn't feel good enough. I, I, I definitely felt like, oh, they're all going to find out I really didn't do that dance move right. But on the outside, I'm, you know, at the happiest place on earth. So, you know, it's, it's, it's the whole persona of everything's fine on the outside. Don't let anybody see on the inside. I'm struggling greatly. And that's really what I was doing. And so as I was approaching about 50 and I had, you know, a, great six-figure, multi-six-figure position, VP flying around. My marriage was falling apart. Bank account in terms of debt, I kept spending. I kept eating. I kept doing all these sabotaging things. Wasn't spending enough time with my kids. And, and I realized I actually had a moment picking weeds in the garden where I, I heard a voice that just said, when are you going to stop really only spending time caring about what everybody else wants? When are you going to really stop and listen to what you want. And Sarah, it was one of those times when I knew it wasn't my intuition. It wasn't that voice. It was a different voice. And I really had to stop and think. And that's when I really went inside and had to look at some of those patterns and why was I always people pleasing or getting a raise and then spending it before I even got it. And what was all that about? So that's my journey and how I got here. And, and in there, through all that inner work, I found hypnotherapy and the energy healing. I'd always done that, but I sort of, you know, didn't go deep enough when I was on the journey at first, because I was afraid to go deep until I wasn't. And then I went really deep and I'm so happy I did. So is that like at that moment, like you said, you were already on the journey kind of working, I'd say like maybe eight inches into the soil, but not as yeah. deep as you needed to go, right? Not as deep as you needed for the roots. Did it shift from being an interest to learn that stuff to being a necessity or kind of almost like a, you can't not want to go deeper kind of journey for you? That's exactly what happened. So it was, it, you know, and for many people, you get to the point where you don't know how, you, you don't even care how, you just know, I don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't want my life to look like this anymore. And I, I made a decision. I knew in my heart and in my soul, even just from that eight inches down that I had done in spiritual work, that I was here for a reason and that I would make my way out of it, although I didn't feel like it. You know, I, I was struggling with anxiety and, you know, this was not an easy road. And and in that journey, I, I had learned about trauma I had buried and, you know, all sorts of things come up when you go deeper. It's not all, you know, rainbows and, and unicorns. And yeah, it was really like, I don't want to feel this crappy anymore. I don't want to feel this way anymore. I want to feel, I want to feel better. I want to feel happy. I want to feel joy. And yes, I want to make other people happy and do nice things. But 
why do I never want to do things for myself? Why am I always putting myself last? And no more, I made a decision, you know, that decision. It was easy to make business decisions and I had to make a decision, you know, that I'm putting myself first. So that's an interesting sentence right there. It was easy to make business decisions, but to make the self first decision doesn't mm -hmm. feel so easy. No. Um, do you find that common for other folks when you're working with them now that they come to that same place where they're going, well, I can do this for the business, but not for me? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I, I work mostly with entrepreneurial women and they're very successful and you know in business in many areas of their lives and they'll get to a point where you know they're burned out and and they you know when i ask them about well what do you do for yourself they look at me like well when would i possibly do anything for myself <laughs> or like i'm crazy like well I, I go to the gym or you know i i journal for five minutes or i do this or that and isn't that enough i already checked that box what's your problem but i do find that's common because you know for for many of us we don't realize that so many of these tactics and these methods and ways in which we've created a life is is it serves us in many ways and so you know to get our validation from the outside, it, it's, it serves us. When we have to find an inner voice inside, there's a possibility we might find rejection. And there's that primal need in all of us to avoid rejection and find connection. And so, you know, until we're willing to look at some of those things, we'll do anything to avoid a possible rejection, even if it's if rejection, that's really not going to be a big deal. We have this visceral desire to say, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. So that's it's so true, though, you know, and mm -hmm. I know when I work with coaches as I'm the coachee, I'm, yeah. the coachee, I'm the client. But I know my biggest growth points are when I am suggested to do something. Thing, I don't think I can do that. And it's like, OK, it's like do it or don't. But when I do it, it's like, wait a minute, that's not so hard. That's not so scary. But it does. There is that moment of like, what if this goes wrong? How will I recover from this? Right. And the little things, you know, I'll get over it. But the bigger things like you're talking about are scary. So where did you turn first? You know, here you are working in the yard. You yeah. have this realization. It's like, okay, what happened then? I started. I went on many retreats. I started going within. I started spending a lot of time by myself and, you know, uh, reflecting and started doing a lot of therapy and healing and that deep work. I did hypnotherapy. I did EMDR. I did traditional therapy. I had spiritual healers and sound baths and I got something different from everyone. I think that's really important. I got a lot of support you know, it's the bottom line. And I started to break apart the parts of me that I thought were these bad parts or these broken parts or these, you know, the, the shell that I was, I had such a huge shell around me for so many years to build this little empire of, you know, no one's going to get to know me. And I thought oh, I could only, I can't count on anyone. So I'm just going to keep marching ahead. And and as it fell apart, you know, it's it's terrifying. But I remember the moment with one of my 
um, mentors and, and healers, I remember looking up and saying, I'm not bad. I'm actually a great person. I'm not bad. And they started clapping. And because you find the inner compassion for parts of you that you just, I never had it. And, you know, I wasn't, I was I, from the outside, I was pretty successful. And I had been married almost 25 years and two children and nice house and nice job and was, you know, contributing to society. And, and for the most part, you know, things were moving along pretty well. And, and yet I felt like inside a completely different story was going on. Yeah. It's, um, I think just recognizing that duality and I'm saying this for me or for anybody, when we look upon another person and we assume their lives are great, we all have something going on internally. We don't know what someone's struggling, yeah. right? Because we're really good as people of putting on a mask, you know, so to speak. And um, so it does take bravery to do what you did. Hey there, everybody. I want to take just a minute out of this episode of the No Labels, No Limits podcast to tell you that we are officially opening the Sandbox membership in September. So if you're not already on our mailing list, please click the link below to either sign up for the membership or get on the waiting list for the membership. And if you click the link, you'll find more information about what's included, what our plans are, and better yet, you'll be on early enough to help decide what is most important to you to experience in the first three to six months of the membership. So don't wait. Click the link below and join us in the sandbox where fun happens. We get to do a little R&R, little learning, support one another, and really grow and expand in ourselves, in our lives, and impact the world in a profound way. So come on over, join us. Now you've mentioned all the different kinds of modalities that you went, you know, your spiritual, your sound baths, your hypnotherapy. Talk about hypnotherapy because there are a lot of myths around that. Now you've gone on and gotten your certification and you do hypnotherapy, but what are some of the myths or misconceptions about hypnotherapy? Well, we've all been to a fair or an event where we see someone on stage and, you know, people are acting silly like a chicken. My own kids were pretty afraid of that when I said, you know, mom's got to be a hypnotherapist. They were like, and I came from the higher education space. So, you know, that was last you know, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> pretty different, pretty different. So, um, but what's what's wonderful about hypnotherapy is the, the biggest myth is that you're going to lose control. And I can't think of anyone that would sign up for that. Like, hey, let me sign up and just completely take control over my mind. No, no one's going to sign up for this. So you do not lose control. And there's a place in our consciousness where we're just very open to suggestions. And we have our conscious mind and our subconscious mind. And I think everyone's seen that picture of an iceberg where a little bit is above the water and a big part's underneath the water. Our subconscious mind is that big chunk underneath the water it's 95 percent of our consciousness it's how we think about the world how we feel in relationship to others and ourselves yet we think the five percent is calling the shots driving the car you know the one i thought we all think is the one that says i'm fine like or why did i eat that cookie at 11 o'clock i'm so stupid i'm lazy why did i do that 
but it's the chunk under the water that that's the where we need to go ask like why did i eat the cookie at 11 o'clock or why are you sabotaging that or why do you allow your boss to text you at midnight and pull out a report when you should be sleeping and why do you say yes to everyone or why you know why do you sabotage when you meet someone that could be the love of your life this is where we need to go so in hypnotherapy we quiet the critical mind and we go into our subconscious and our mind is so brilliant we're able to ask questions and it goes right to when and where and how these beliefs the root cause of these beliefs that we have or why we're if we're talking about sabotage or why we have certain blocks or feelings about ourselves, why they're there when did these beliefs first begin and that is so important it's this is not about affirmations affirmations are great but if we're not getting to the root and pulling out the root it's going to grow back so we need to really get to the root and that's what you can do in hypnotherapy now is that a long process does that take a long time to get to the root and understand and and release through hypnotherapy you know it it does not take a long time but i will say depending on the issue of course and what someone's going on in life there's layers to to healing there's layers of things going on in their life it could certainly we're going to peel layers back and go deeper and deeper but for the most part with clients i work with them on an average of three months but it could be one session that you find deep deep change or it could be two three sessions could be six sessions what it isn't is meeting with someone every friday at three o'clock talking to them for five years that's not what hypnotherapy is it's it is very deep and the type i do you mentioned rtt that's the point it's rapid rapid transformational therapy so and who is that good for like i don't mean i'm i could make a statement it's probably good for all of us right but what situations is that best suited for is it like mm -hmm. a, a emergent like here's an issue right now and i'm in that place like where you were in the garden or someone who's like i don't i just need to somehow level up and i don't know the steps to take well that's a really great question you know and i don't want to say it's good for all of those things but it really is so you know it it could be sometimes people will come to me because they've exhausted everything else you know you you often will not call a hypnotherapist first unless you're really familiar with it but it's it's wonderful when you've even gone to your doctor or other things and you know i'm a big believer obviously as an energy healer and someone that works with the subconscious mind that our mind and body are very connected and so it's excellent when we can get to the root of why are these emotional issues perhaps impacting other physical things in your body so for example i have a lot of clients that will come with certain kinds of migraines or gut and, and certain bowel issues or things that are connected to emotional issues so still going to the doctor still doing those things but this can be a great supplement to that and also yes if it's i'm trying everything i'm doing everything or i just want my life to get a little bit better i i don't you know everything's kind of going great but i just want to be more focused or i want to um i had someone just call me the other day and say i'm i'm great weight i go to the gym i just want to be a little bit more motivated and a little bit healthier and i can't seem to get that little umph and wants to do a few sessions to really you know 
scale up and take it up a notch. So all arts, all, all areas of the spectrum. And are you working remote with folks? I am. I have clients all over the world. It's really beautiful that, you know, it's, it's just as effective. It's just as intimate. It's just feels the exact same other than me not being able to tap your forehead. Um, it's, it is, it's all virtual. Um, couple clients, I'm local to Southern California. I might see in person, but everyone else is all over the place. Boy, howdy, aren't we all over the place? Um, yeah, we are. So let me ask a couple different questions. Mm -hmm. So the feeling of not enough, right? It, it seems to be pretty prevalent and I don't want to say an epidemic, but it seems to be pretty common. Mm -hmm. And I'm not certain if that's due to the rise of being constantly connected or compared to people across things or whatever, but can you share a story or an approach that you found effective in helping us um, shift kind of self perception from not enough to recognizing our true worth and potential? Well, sure. And really, when, it's, it's a box that almost every client, I really don't have a client that that isn't something that we work on. I'm not enough in some area. And, you know, an example, you know, it's just so prevalent. I'm, it, it, I could pick anyone. So I'm trying to think of, a, of an example, but, you know, it, it stems from really, I like to go backwards a little bit and really focus on, are we listening to our intuition? Do we trust our own voice? Are we getting quiet with ourselves? Because if, if I'm working with a client and all their validation and everything they count on is coming from something from the outside, yes, we, we know social media just breeds, you know, that, that type of, am I good enough? environment um friends uh you know and where i live in southern california it's you know big time near newport beach um what injection or hair extension do you have or something it's like oh my goodness so but you know and there's other parts of the world same thing but it's if we're not trusting our voice or even acknowledging that we are all given a sense a, an inner antenna a compass then that we don't trust, then we're definitely going to have to go somewhere to, to find a compass. We're going to go outside. And so this, I'm not enoughness with the clients. Um, you know, one client recently I had, you know, she actually owned a business and she was being supported financially hundred percent by, um, by a partner and the partner and her, you know, was clearly that it was over, but when you're supported 100% financially and you have children and these were her children, not his children, that's a big leap to be able, you know, to, to, to do that. And while we were working together um, and we started to work on some of the core reasons why she did not have the confidence to leave, what we found was as a child, there were some decisions that her father made, you know, that were poor decisions that really made her feel like she wasn't special to be, she wasn't lovable. So this feeling of I'm not lovable led to I'm not enough. But as we worked through those roots, she could see 
And as she started spending time on herself, she could see, and I clearly remember the day she, we had a call and she said, you know, I was journaling last night. I went through the, the root exercise I give everyone, which is I, and then they use their name. I, Christina, or I, Sarah feel because just like when, and she said, you know what, this is ridiculous. The stuff I'm putting up with, I don't care what it takes. I've got this. And she literally left and is now of course, being able to support herself financially. Of course, she's had to make cutbacks and get smart with her budget, but she is so empowered and excited now about her future. Kids are proud of her, you know, all of this because she went back and she find out to find out the root was as a child, she was, she still had a belief base from a child's perspective. Once she was able to get clarity that, gosh, I'm not, I'm not five anymore. I'm not eight anymore. Of course I felt that way then. And now as an adult, I don't feel that way. And I can, I can actually do the things I need to do to love myself. And this situation right now is codependent. It's not what I need, you know, and I can move on. But, and when we, and she could trust her intuition. She could stop saying, I need to give I, I these jars. I talk about these jars of control, safety, and approval in ourselves. And we often will give our jars to other people to fill up and, and say, will you help me feel validated? When we take our own jars back and, and fill our own validation up. It's just so many things be, become so much easier and smoother in life. But I mean, we often give them to our kids, you know, will you get good grades and make me feel better? Will you, you know, will you do this and make me feel better? We, I mean, I do it. We, we all do it sometimes. And then I go, Eek, I'll take my cup back, my jar back. Sorry. I loaned it to you for a while. <laughs> oh, that's such a great um, metaphor. The jars. That's yes. A coach taught me that. And, and it's based on the Sedona method, uh, Lester Levinson and, these beliefs that we all are born with control, safety, and approval. We all are, are enough. We're all enough already. And we all need security and control and approval. It's when we seek it on the outside, you know, something else gives us a sense of control, right? And something else gives us a sense of safety or approval. So when we can take that back, then it's it's intrinsically a part of us then we make different decisions that's really powerful i can just like i'm picturing her even though i don't even know anything about her just like all of a sudden going all right this feels good right yeah and you know she hated journaling she hated having quiet time she was one (laughs) she literally was like why do you want me to journal what what was the point why i don't have time for this like could you just just do that one sentence okay okay and she was good she kept doing it and doing it and it was weeks before all of a sudden you know she has to have her own we all have to have our own epiphanies and moments right and when it struck her she was like i'm done i'm done i'm i'm enough i don't need it <laughs> i had one of those moments recently not from that particular exercise but i'd been asked a similar question often enough and you know you get asked it or I do, like someone will ask me a question and I'll ruminate on it. Like I might journal on it. I might just go, that's a good question. Don't have a clue how to answer it. But you know what? Pretty soon it starts like, oh yeah, oh yeah. And I just remember this one time I got super clear and someone I'm working with says, well, we could change this. I said, we're not changing it. Yeah. I am not that like, I'm not really that hard line. I'm pretty like, let's talk about it. 
But still, sure. in my head, I'm going, we're not changing it. So, but I was just direct. I said, we're not changing it. Why? And I said, because there's nothing wrong with the way it is. We designed it. We thought it. I mean, it's like our thought process was good. Mm-hmm. So let's quit doing those like, oh, if you'd only do this, you'd be perfect for us. I'm thinking, well, if, if we're not perfect, that's great. Could I refer you to someone who is? But there was, <laughs> and I'm not being smart about it, but there was that no. moment of clarity where it's like, I'm done wrestling with that question anymore. I'm over it. Yeah. And yeah. It's great. Well, and you know, that's even one of the Marissa Peer who created RTT. She talks about the mind cannot accept two conflicting beliefs because they cancel one another out. And we do that all the time, right? So, you know, we're clear on something. Well, let's change it. Well, which one is it? We're not clear. Then we're not clear, are we? So we're talking about wanting to change it, but this was what we wanted. So then we're telling ourselves we're not clear or I want the love of my life, but I don't have any time. Okay, well then, which one is it? They're like this. I only want the love of my life if they do exactly this. Yeah, they show up on my doorstep. So, um, you know, or or there's so many things that we we send we we tell ourselves. We don't need to say anything to anyone else. So no, it's internal often. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So think about this in the context of an organization, because many mm -hmm. of our listeners are like, like your clients, they're entrepreneurs or they're running organizations, specifically nonprofits. Yeah. You your mindset or your unconscious beliefs and patterns, if I'm using your language, okay. And how that translates into our working relationships. How might we recognize when we're not showing, like when something is a block for us versus, um, just being truly showing up as we are. Like what would what would we see in the workplace and what might be a flag to me to say, yeah. Sarah, you might want to look at this. Sure. You know, that self-reflection and and looking for, and you have to want to, first of all, improve a situation or a bit, have some awareness that Okay, I, I don't know how yet, and, and you don't have to even be aware of how or what or when, but you know you have to say, I want to improve the relationships in my department, or I want to improve the communication, or I want what's the goal or what, what's the intention there, and then be, be remaining really objective. And I think the first thing is, is just looking at, at patterns and looking at, you know, at those types of things because those are easy we don't need to know how or, or any of those things but they they leave breadcrumbs and from there you can can go back and and look at the the blueprint because every thought we create forms a blueprint and then our mind and our life is the evidence that backs up the blueprint so you know if if people you know we we say you know, a common one often is like, I'm open to your ideas in the department. And then nobody comes with ideas. Um, really, how open are you to ideas or, oh. uh, you know, those types of things? It's like, well, no, no, nobody came to me over ideas. And this is the idea that everybody wanted. Well, not really. You're kind of difficult to, to come talk to openly. Um, so we get to be right, no matter, you know, we get to be right with our thoughts. And so, we always will find the evidence to match our thoughts. And, and I, I try to tell clients and show clients in, in 
a really, um, and it's tough sometimes is that, you know, our life around us is literally a mirror of what's going on on the inside. So if we don't like what's going on or we want to improve it, I think that's a, a fair question is what, what do you want to improve? Well, then looking on the inside and saying, right, well, if you want better relationships, how's the relationship with yourself? Are you listening to yourself? Are you asking questions? Do you have quiet time with yourself where you literally are saying, what do you need right now? Do you need to just put everything aside and take a walk around the block? And do you actually need to leave the office for lunch and not talk to anyone and go look at a bird? I don't know. But, you know, look, look at what's going on. If it's completely chaos on the outside, it's probably chaos on the inside. That was for me. Yeah. No, me too. When things are starting to be like funky mm -hmm. and or being out of sync, that if I stop and I'm going, okay, I got to stop. Mm -hmm. I mean, and sometimes, and that's took me a while to go, I'm okay with that. Like, are you done working yes. for the day? Yep, I am. Because there's nothing, If there's no point of pushing because I'm pushing into chaos. <laughs> so just take a break. But but it took a long time to feel okay about that not and not feel like um, you're not as good as someone, you're not as productive as someone. It's like, but I'm not that someone, I'm just me. And just being me is okay. Not like it's, I can't do it. I could do it. I've pushed through it. But then you yeah. read the wall and the wall says no more. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think it helps to remember that for people, if we, if we have a staff or a team, is that when it comes to, you know, uh, emotions will always trump logic. And so, and we don't remember that. <laughs> you know, we are this world that validates facts and logic and that doesn't, you know, where is it in the handbook or something? And those are all important. But at the end of the day, you know, our subconscious mind, again, is a million times more powerful than your conscious mind. It's 95%. I mean, we could even say 90% if we don't want to go full-fledged 95%. Bottom line is it is your feeling emotional mind. It is not your logical, analytical, critical mind. So it doesn't always make sense. It doesn't care if it's right or wrong. It doesn't care if it's good or bad, true or false. It doesn't care. It, it doesn't care if you're happy or sad either. It's literally your emotions. Now your feelings and emotions might not always be telling you the truth, but that's that's your emotional mind. And so people might say or react to things and it's not going to always logically make sense because it's from that place. So it's not just how we're behaving. It's how the, all, everybody you work with is as well. So being just aware of that, like where are they coming from? They might be battling and they have their limiting beliefs as well. Yeah. It's that giving a little bit of, I think about a little bit of space and grace for people to work through stuff. Right? Yeah. And definitely not take it personal. It's like, they're having a bad day. And if it's personal, they need to tell me because it's going right past me. Um, I'm not taking it on is what I mean by that. Yes. You know, it's like too much. So, you know, you have a free gift that you will share with folks. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So I have, I have two, but one is called uh, Limitless. It's a hypno meditation. And it's about 20 minutes. And one of the best ways to shift your mindset or move into relaxation or clear things 
is by the words and images that we hear. So yeah, it's it's some it's a free downloadable. They can go to free.christinalwoods.com. I'm sure you'll have the the link or just go to my website christinalwoods.com. It's there and um it's full of powerful words and imagery and again that's what our mind responds to. So you know, word of advice, how are you speaking to yourself? What are you saying? What are the pictures you're putting in your mind? And that's what that um, free limitless hypno meditation is for, is to help us clear some limiting beliefs and any thoughts you want to just kind of release and, and infuse some empowering thoughts into your mind. And you said there was a second one. Yeah, the second one is actually um, an opportunity to schedule a free hour with me. And if you don't want the free hour, can take whatever portion of it that you want but you had mentioned hypnotherapy is often a mystery and a myth to many people so uh people love it they'll set up a time with me ask questions and see if this is something that could help with whatever's going on in their life and so it's a free consultation or a clarity call to just answer questions or see if it might work for a family member or whatever whatever questions they have so my podcast listeners don't know that Many years ago, I was certified in hypnotherapy, only practice it for a while, but I see how quickly things can shift. Um, yes. And some of them are just subtle shifts that just like, oh, that was great. And some in this one case of this young woman were big shifts, right? Because there was tumult in her wor world, mm -hmm, I would say. Mm -hmm. But it really was a whole thing about her being, seeing her own power in a situation and separating from like what she believed her role was. So I say that folks to say that as a consumer of hypnotherapy and a previous practitioner of it, I would take Christina up on this because that's a great offer. Um, you may see my name in your role since it's been many years. That would be fun. great. <laughs> that would be beneficial. Um, just like everybody else on the planet, we all have room to grow and release the and the subconscious. Oh. A question Absolutely. for you, though. So when we think about the subconscious, do you differentiate that from the unconscious, the subconscious, or are you lumping them together? I'm lumping them together for, for yeah, for these conversations, but yeah. So that's that sets up my question for you. To what degree, like when we say words, you talk about words being powerful, right? Mm -hmm. What is the power of the word to manifest because you're we talk about the world being a mirror our experience being a mirror of what's going on internally mm -hmm. um are you like i'm not saying necessarily in the secret quote-unquote way of it but how do you see language the internal and externally expressed language manifesting back in every way <laughs> um you know i i think I see it manifesting back in terms of, you know, words like I choose, even just the words I choose, I can, I will, that completely shifts your whole entire energy about how you approach problems, how you approach, you know, and, and how your mind thinks about solutions, how, you know, if, you know, if you, if you, are in a situation and it's not working out well. I mean, even even when we're I was stuck in LA traffic the other day and it's, you know, I could have gone this traffic is killing me and all these very dramatic things or and my brain's going to, you know, explode. Uh, but your body listens to these words instead it's like, 
okay, this is a little blip in the road. Um, I'm going to be late for my conference call. I'll shoot a little email and I'll, you know, be on it in a half an hour. So I, I consciously made a decision to change my words. But if you think about it, though, how often have we said, this is crazy, this is asinine, this is, you know, yeah. these very explosive words, but I choose or, you know, really look at the reality of the situation. And very often it's not as dramatic as we're making it out to be. It usually so. isn't. No, no. I know. When, you, when I can remember to laugh, I'm thinking, really, Sarah, this is not that big a whoop. So yeah. What is it? But really choosing those empowering words, like instead of saying I have to do something, like I have to get up and do X, Y, Z. It's like, I get to get up. I get to. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people who aren't getting to do that, who would love to do that. And I get to do that. I get to is great. It's a good reframe on it. Wonderful one, Sarah. Yep. So I have a question for you that I like to ask our guest, and I would like for you to share. a previous podcast that you've listened to on our show, who the guest was and something you took away from the podcast. Yes. Well, I, I scored because I listened to a few, but Dr. Heather Penny on episode 314 was incredible. And there were so many things and I'm going to get her book and I'm going to listen to um, her, her, as much as I can, just because she had such words of wisdom. But two things really struck me was what she shared about restorative rest and this idea. I think she even mentioned that she was speaking about restorative rest. And someone said, could you explain rest? What do you mean by rest is exactly what she said. And it reminds me, I have an exercise I'll take clients down And they actually have to, it's from the artist's way where you take yourself out on a date once a month. And people would rather I have them write a 40-page essay than take themselves on a date for one hour a month or a week. I think it's a week. And um, they're like, what do you mean take me out on a date, myself on a date for an hour? Like, yeah, walk around a park, go to the beach. I don't know. Do something you like to do. Do anything. What do you mean by that? What am I supposed to do? Are there instructions? It's like, just rest and enjoy. So the restorative rest, it hit home for me because, you know, I'm human too. You get going and going and um, just taking those moments to restore and come back even more charged and motivated and clear, you know, clear and grounded. Um, And then she talks about spiraling up instead of spiraling down. And you know, that my old self is this running around like a crazy woman with my head cut off like a chicken and spiraling out of control. I loved that spiraling up visual I got out of it. Yeah, she's a wise woman. And I mentioned to you before we went on record, before I hit record, that she has another book coming out. So podcast listeners, I've asked Heather that once the book is formally open or on for sale, to come back on the podcast and talk about it. Cause just like you said, Christina, she's a gem. Mm-hmm. She's really awesome. And she's wise and very real. In fact, you guys have similar energy. So, oh, well, that's a compliment. Thank you yeah. so much. <laughs> you do. You have similar energy. And um, so, I, yeah, I think it's great. So I'm going to leave you with 
the last words, something you want our listeners to remember as they go into their day? They already have the answers within them. You know, sometimes we might have to dig a little bit to to and get some support to help them find them. But there's you're so powerful. You already have the answers within. It's intuition, your inner compass, your inner voice. So, you know, trust yourself to guide you through life. So there's nothing I can add to that to make it any better, except if you like this episode, and I'm sure you did, please share it with someone who could benefit from what Christina shared. Go and get your free gifts from her and then come back next week for another episode of the No Labels, No Limits podcast. Thank you one and all. You've been listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author, change agent, and strategic business coach, Sarah Box. You can grab the show notes and find out how to work with Sarah at sarahbox.com slash no labels, no limits podcast. We'd love this podcast to reach as many people as possible. Please remember to rate, leave a five-star review, and share the podcast with someone you think would get value from this conversation. Till next time, keep taking those daily action steps to align your purpose to your principles and achieve your goals in business and life.